Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Let me bring Chris into the studio and 
let me bring Spencer into the studio, and we will hey. go for it. Good morning, everyone. Hi. Hi, Holly. Hi. Hi, So happy to have you here. You know, it's funny. That song that we opened up with, by the way, was the instrumental to Hanging on the Telephone. Yeah, which... the, timing, the timing is so weird without the vocal. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that interesting? I yeah. know. <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. I mean, it's very interesting. You know, what I can do is uh, that was uh, that was what I was saying. I thought it was really interesting because I really had to go through all the different songs, and you just really have a very unique way. Sunday Girl is one of my favorite songs, and I know that's one song that you wrote yourself personally, and um, it's pretty cool. So why don't we talk about your newest Book, newest thing that you just came out with the book, and I know that you just were in Paris recently with uh, Blondie and Debbie. Well, actually, how should we talk to talk about her, Blondie, Debbie? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. whatever. All, yeah, whatever. That's around. cool. Yeah, no. Um, Damn, it's mostly new- Debbie. Yeah. So okay. Well, let's just do that. Um, let's talk about. The new book that you just came out with, Negative, Me, Blondie, and the Advent of Punk, and talk about that being the 40th anniversary. You shared a lot of your iconic and unpublished photos of Debbie um, in this amazing book. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did you get into photography? Oh, I just, you know, I I was always into it when I was a little kid, and Mm -hmm. I had a really good friend in the 60s who was a really terrific photographer and he he had been an apprentice with Diane Arbus and stuff and he was on the periphery of the factory with Andy and all those people so he was a big influence uh-huh. on me this kid Dennis McGuire he's you know he still shoots um you know and then you know, I started doing it more serious around 68 69 taking movie having a camera all the time Mm-hmm. I should have brought. I wish I brought. I should have brought a camera to Woodstock. I probably had one, but I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> those would be some great pictures. I bet. Um, I've. I saw some of um, Barbara's photography from Woodstock. That was kind of fun. Um, that you just recently went and uh, Barbara is uh, your partner, and um, yeah, yeah. She, she. Well, we're we're up there recently. <laughs> She takes amazing photos. I, I'm going to yeah, tell you, great. she drew me in with that. These photos that you have in this book um, that you did, Me, Blondie, and the Advent of Punk. And by the way, if you want to purchase the book, guys, the book is available. It will be available on Amazon shortly, correct? And um, No, it's, it's been there for a while. It's there. Okay, I'm there. I'm on Amazon now. Yeah, I see it there. And it's also on Blondie's website as well, the official bookstore. It's blondie.net. Um, it's under the book section. And you have some really cool packages there of uh, the different things that you can get. Um, you've got Bang the Negative Drum Bundle. Then you've got Dual Signature Signed Negative Book. And then Hardcover Negative. So... Uh, that's kind of cool. So you've got some different things there that you can choose from for that book, guys. Um, when you created this book, I want to ask you, it must have been really hard for you to decide which pictures to put in there because they're just amazing, the pictures that, you, that I've seen. A little bit. But, you know, some of them are kind of obvious 
because mm-hmm. uh, the stuff with Debbie and Andy, some of that stuff is just just it's a limited amount of images. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, but you know, yeah, it took a while plowing through all the stuff. And you cover, I mean, there's the Andy Warhol days, and then there are the day, you know. Um, then you have other things in there where you've got pictures of Joan Jett and and hanging out with everybody. I mean, these are just really cool. You have to be there moment pictures. What what made you decide to do this book? Oh, I just you know it seemed like a good time. Everybody I knew who was a photographer had done uh-huh. some sort of blondie blondie something or other, so it seemed like a good moment. We'd done the other book years ago back in the eighties. But that didn't get as much attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you a question. You have in the book some really cool shots of Debbie with H.R. Uh, Giger set up. What was the tie-in mm-hmm. with H.R. Giger in your life? Well, Giger, we you know we had met him early on, um, right when he, right after he had won the Academy Award for Alien, we met him, and oh, awesome. uh, we you know we just got got to be pals with him, and then he did you know he did a couple of videos with us and did that album cover, the first solo album cover. Mhm. That's that's really cool. And I know that the Morrison Hotel represents a lot of your photos. Um yeah. how's that how's that connected with you? The Morrison Morrison we've we've done quite a few interviews with them. Um oh, with yeah, Aaron. Oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah. Aren't oh, they? Aaron, yeah, I know. Yeah, Aaron's great and I you know oh, Peter yeah. and Henry are good guys. Those you know, they're old old souls from the music business days, you know. So what's it like you for had you? A, to you had a show. I got see a, uh, there was a show you did at the Dream Hotel, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was with those guys. I mean, the really big show I did recently was in London when that was like last winter, or I guess at the end of the winter, maybe. I'm going to say I'm not exactly sure of the dates even, but that was a really large show. Yeah, um, I know you've been traveling a lot and playing a lot in a lot of different places. Um, lately, I know you were just in Paris, which is exciting. Were you yeah, guys there for fashion? There. You had a show yeah. there. Right? Yeah, we had. Yeah, we had a little little show photo show. In a I gallery, saw that. Which was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was. I good. think they 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 promoted that really cool too. I loved the the photos and stuff and the promotions they did for that. I saw the yeah. French are really, really. Europe is really big on Blondie and that whole scene. Um, so we wanted to know from you, like, as far as being involved with Blondie and being involved with Debbie and the band and stuff, how how has it been over the years for you from the from the beginning? How did you two meet, and how did the whole group come together? Well, well, you want to yeah, tell that story? Long process. We met, I went to see a show of their girl trio, the Stilettos, which was mm-hmm. weirdly the first time they did a show and that was probably just went for there from there and they had been using like rotating musicians they didn't have the same people in the band so i became the first permanent musician with those guys and we worked for the with the stilettos for a couple of years and then just started you know the girl trio thing was difficult to maintain so we split off after a while and just started doing the solo situation with debbie mm-hmm yeah, well, I think a lot of a lot of it. I mean, it's made a huge impact. I mean, it really changed our culture. Don't you agree, Spence? Oh yeah, I mean they're iconic. Um, it's funny when I design album covers for the Ramones, Talking Heads, 
uh, and I, I was very in tune with Blondie at that time too. Uh, they all evolved into iconic people, you know, and now now they well deserved. Their music is incredible, and um, Debbie wrote some songs, right, Chris, in the beginning, or yeah, she was always, you know, I mean, she writes a lot of the lyric, but she she contributes to melodies certainly on things. Mm-hmm. You know, what I think is really important. Also, is you are also a writer. You do soundtracks. You've done soundtrack for Union City, um, you know, and different music for different types of things. And I've read some of the different works that you've done besides just the work that's with Blondie. You want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I kind of grew up on film soundtracks. I like doing that. I'd like to do that a little more, but. Now I have, you know, less time. It's all it's all a big commitment, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's hard to break into with anything else, too. Yeah, but it's fun, though. I mean, you worked on uh, the hip-hop film. It's called Wild Style. So you were a writer of the soundtrack for the film Union City as well, correct? Yeah. That's really, yeah. really neat. Yeah, and, and, you know... Wild Style is very gratifying because, you know, it's kind of what it was. Nobody realized what a, you know, how much it would be a part of hip-hop history when we were working right. on it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what I think is really interesting is how you went from, you know, a lot of, a lot. there are a lot of writers out there and musicians out there like yourself that are just so, so have so much to give and being able to take it even further and do soundtracks for film and and stuff like that is is a dream for a lot of people and you've been able to do it so that's that's very that's very important um you know what was it like i wanted to ask you uh if you could share the days in the beginning when you guys were playing all the different really the punk clubs and stuff like that. I that whole period is really interesting, I'm sure, to a lot of people. What was that like for well, you? Even before you know, before even we were playing at CB's uh uh-huh. we probably were yeah, we were playing at Max's before we were playing at CB's but we were also playing all these little bars around town. There was mm-hmm. tons of stuff that's gone now, you know, places that are just gone. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, though, a lot of these places are iconic because of groups like yourself that you're in and, and that you represent and your music. It kind of keeps it alive because you think of you think of different places and you think about the music that was played there. Um, Spence, you've, have you seen um, them at any of the venues there that are now gone? Well, I saw them at Rough Trade. Remember, mm-hmm. Chris, you played Rough Trade, which which I think was a really t- good tie-in. That place is really iconic type of, uh, you know, right? And then I saw them at, actually, uh, a number of times, but I saw them at the opening of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in New York. Uh, oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 that thing. But I don't think that lasted. That's gone, right? That's yeah, that's great. like right. That's like one of those things that they didn't really get. To, they could have. It was a great. Um, that was a place in New York that should have been something really cool, and I don't know how they screwed it up, but they did it. And um, they even had a great, you know, walk-in place where you saw 
saw this stuff. It was amazing. But I don't know what happened. It just left, right? But I remember you playing there. You played a lot of plays. I've seen you a number of times. But the, uh, the, you know what? You know what rings out? The 40th anniversary you had at the Chelsea Hotel Gallery, Chris, where I met oh, you that there. Was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a nice event. That was amazing. There were so many people, B.J. Uh, Fallon. I mean, everybody was there. It was Holly. That would have been a venue you would have loved to yeah. go to. It was a wonderful tie-in. You know, you know what amazes me, Chris, is, is the music that you're doing and then also the photography. And uh, Spencer had sent me a couple things that were very interesting that I thought about, and we talked about it. And we wanted to know, since you are such a visual person, have you thought about ever going and becoming a filmmaker, going from print to motion at all? Yeah, sure. But, you know, I will see what happens. Of course, you know, I've shot some little some video over the years myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big film buff, so of course. But we'll see, we'll see what happens with it. I don't know what will happen next. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and why did you choose Rizzoli to do the uh, book? What was your connection with Rizzoli Publishing? Well, we went to we went to some different publishers, and uh, uh-huh. those guys those guys were very they're excited. awesome. They were, they were nice, you know. And they, mm-hmm. um, all the people I met with were interested to do it. We just we went to my book agent took me around to, you know, four different publishers in one day and we just they all made made an offer, you know, but we wound up with Rizzoli. What and now with the book, um, do you have any stories that you want to share about any of the photos that you took? Were there any like moments behind any of the photos that you took that you want to share with our listeners to let them know when they do get this book or if well, they the are book, a proud I, owner of this book? <laughs> I, I, well, I worked hard on the text of the book, and there are anecdotes of everything mm-hmm. in it, you know, mm-hmm. through all the stories. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the stories have pictures. That's how I remember things, too. Because, you know, people are always telling me stuff that happened that I don't remember, but if I have a photo of something, then it's easier, much easier to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what, you know, Holly brought up a good point. I mean, this is what uh, Chris did with the book, which I thought, in my opinion, uh, the write-ups with the pictures. They're, they're mm-hmm. really great stories. They're amazing. Right, right. So it's kind they're of like, yeah, I worked hard you on feel them. like you're there. Yeah, and that's very important mm-hmm. because sometimes photo books, we see a lot of, Holly and I see a lot of photo books, and they just don't come off some of them. But you, people want to read. You know, they want to read what's going on with these photographs. Uh, an interesting book that came w- that I saw was Jimmy Page's book. That has no writing at all. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got forty thousand Led Zeppelin photographs. There's no, yeah. there's no writing in it. You know, and I really think that you, the the people who buy the book deserve that, right, Hal? I mean, you know. Yeah. No. Way. Absolutely. Because then it's like. With with Chris's book, what I really loved were the stories that went yeah. along with the pictures. And you know, Chris, you've you've been in some amazing places. I mean, and 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 met some just people that everybody would want to meet. And I know you've played with so many different people. And and this is going to be a, a question I'm going to ask you. Um, of all the people that you haven't played with. Who haven't you 
who have you not played with that you would love to do some music with? And oh, why? Jesus. Too many. <laughs> I don't know. Alive or dead, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Alive or dead, either one, you know? Either one. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know. You know, we were really lucky we got to do a little work with Zach from Beirut. Uh-huh. I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of those guys. Um, yeah. I really like Diane Ward. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know what the hell we could do with those guys, but I'm a big fan of them. Uh, just it's a really long list, I guess. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny because when I ask people that, every now and then I will ask, and then I'll ask them who they want to play with and why. It's interesting the story that the stories that come out. And so now you've played with so many different people. And, um, you know, the tours you've done have probably got a lot of stories, too, um, behind it. And just seeing how everything came together. How was this for you when you first started out? Did you ever think when you were in this band, Blondie, you, Chris Stein, as a writer and a musician, ever thought that it would ever be as iconic as it is today? No, I you know, I mean, everybody was very much in the moment. I don't know uh-huh. who, you know, maybe there were a couple of people who were real egomaniacal and thought they were going to make a huge dent on society and the media in general. But um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, I, I don't know, you know, but I think everybody was kind of just going day by day. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. It was certainly, it was hard to say. And now it's like mind blowing and, this is what I want to ask you is what were your early music influences? Like what were you listening to when you were in school and younger? Well, the, well, music? the usual, usual suspect, you know, I mean, I started out with a lot of <laughs> folk music, you know, the folky scene before uh-huh. rock and roll. And yeah. Some of, you know, a lot of those older blues guys, you know, Joni Mitchell was a big influence. Joni's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her, you know, her, the, her lyrics and melodies were just fantastic. You know, I still really can always plug into that stuff. And, you know, and then a little bit later, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and all that stuff, the usual. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you you play, you play such amazing, like, punk rock, cutting-edge pop culture music, and you really love the lyrics. Um, I, I know I really get into the lyrics of Joni Mitchell's music. It's funny you brought her up because they're very, um, they're very personal. Oh yeah, and, it's the best. It's just amazing that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like the one, the one part. Um, I, I always hear this one lyric in my head. I am a lonely painter. I live in a box of paints. You know that that there was a really heavy lyric in a song that I heard from her when you're yeah. writing a song I, I you know it's just it's just like sticks with you you know it stays with you just like a lot of the music that you have written including you were the sole writer of the blonde uh, of the hit song Sunday Girl which happens to be one of my favorite um songs by the way um tell me about that song and what that meant to you when you were writing that well, that song, the, the melody came out of a slight sort of African vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could you get that. And then the oh, no, lyric I could. was, yeah. the lyric is, 
It was about the cat, basically, because we had this cat named Sunday Man, and he really? ran away. And it, yeah, he, and he he ran away. It was very sad because when we were oh. on tour, so uh, it was uh, you know it was partially. And then it's also a reference to Georgie Girl, you know, the old song. Absolutely, absolutely. I know you guys love animals. I see Barbara's pictures of uh, the newest dog. Yeah, we you... got this new really disgustingly <laughs> cute dog. He's so cute and so I, I offered the name Oreo on um on 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 Facebook for it. Okay. <laughs> Oreo. That would be a good name. But what name did you guys decide? Um Simon. The kids named him Simon. <laughs> oh great. I love it. Love it. Great name. Simon. That's awesome. <laughs> How many other animals do you have in the house? Just another dog and cat. Dog, two dogs and a cat. That's awesome. Yeah, but they're they're little dogs. They're tiny. The other dogs little, but this guy's probably even smaller. You know, uh, I think it's great that you're able to connect with your animals and you're able to connect with what's going on around you when you're writing a song. And you put that a lot of a lot into that. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, are what are you currently working on? Because I I'm understanding that you are currently working on a new project. I'd yeah, like to hear record. about that. Yeah. yeah well, we're, gonna, we're working with John Congleton, who is the okay. guy who's worked on St. Vincent, and I know he's working with Zigaroos now a little bit. Wow. So he's great. He's really talented, a little bit younger guy, but he's he's awesome. Great. So we're just we're just getting into picking material, and we got a lot of outsourced. Material we got songs from other people for this too, as well as our own stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, it's a lot of material we have to weed through now and pull out the best stuff. Is anyone else going to be playing on this that doesn't normally play with you guys? I I don't know yet. That's a good question. I don't know. No, we don't haven't planned that. But the material is coming from just from some cool sources. But we haven't really picked it all yet, so I'm not. I'm not going to say where it came from yet. I totally get that, but Thomas told me that you're working on a new on a new on a new record. So you know, I really um, am very excited about that. What can we look forward to from that? What kind of music do you think think it's going to go? Well, definitely with John, it's going to be more band oriented. So all our Mm -hmm. rock fan, our rock and roll purist fans will appreciate that. The last two records had. More programming than this will probably have. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I really enjoy. I really enjoy um, some of the older stuff, and I love the new stuff. And I know that also you have worked on quite a few besides working with the soundtracks and and then going in and touring and then the photography. What else are you working on? Um, what else do you do that we don't know about? Do you like to cook? Well, um, <laughs> a couple. There's a, there's a couple of things in the works, but I, I can't say yet because I don't know. You know, I've uh-huh. learned not to talk about stuff before it really materializes. So mm-hmm. hopefully soon enough, we'll hear about a few other things we're working on. Oh sure. Now you. I mean, I always also... think I, th- I think that I I always get an opinion on Chris that um, since he's such a visual and you know you know uh-huh. it's a really nice photography book because. Chris is a good photographer. That's nice to see because mm-hmm. some of these books don't, you know, Holly. They just I'd love to see some them. of the films. It, yeah, you and know, I was thinking, that's, uh, yeah, I was going to say, what I want. Chris, 
Chris uh, is is very uh, has a great visual has a great gift to go into film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great. well, thanks. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good hint. We'll see what happens next. You know, I have to. Just, I have you know. a feeling you're going to go into it, Chris. I have a. Really oh, I do too. <laughs> right, right. I think I'll, it would. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to see that. You know, I think it would be really. I think you'd have a large following. Because, you know, like with Andy Warhol, you know, and his films and his stuff, um, and you were around for a lot of that time. What um, You want to share a little bit on the Andy Warhol and uh, H.R. Ginger stories at all? Anything well, going Andy there? Andy was great. Andy I, Andy, I used to work, you know, I used to, I did the theme for his TV show for a while. He did, they did a TV show, like, I don't know, it was mm-hmm. like MTV or VH1 or something. Uh-huh. Uh, it was called Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes, and I used to work on that, and I interviewed, did a couple of interviews with people for that. I interviewed the Ramones for that, actually, wow. and um, and Burroughs, and I worked on music for that a little bit. But, uh, you know, it was kind of ahead of its time. It was before, uh, you know, all this the TV wasn't what it, what it is nowadays. But no. You know, I'm curious about, wait a minute, you brought up a very good point. These would be films that people should see. I wonder, yeah. I, think some, I think some of that stuff is on YouTube, but I, you know, I don't know why the, you know, I'm not sure what the, where, where all that footage is in the foundation. I mean, they must have done ten shows, if not more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that on cable. You know, like Showtime or HBO. Oh yeah, you know, no, special, absolutely. Right, right, Holly? Yeah. Yeah, you're you, you're you've got your hand in a lot of things. You also were a co-host of a TV. Um, of of TV party is that what it was called? Yeah, TV party. Yeah, well, that was a whole special thing, you know. That was mm-hmm. uh, that went on for years. That went on for I don't know what four years or something like that, maybe longer. We used to do just do it every week. Wow, that's amazing. From 1978 to 1982, I'm reading that you were the co-host of the of TV party. Which it was a public access television sh- cable TV show in New York City. Yeah, again, it was way ahead of its time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very crazy. Well, but that's definitely there. There, there are episodes of that on YouTube. That'd be kind of cool to be able to do that. Um, you know, um, you also ran a record label. Briefly, Animal Records. Yeah, that was a couple of years. Yeah, we, you know, we did. We did some cool stuff. I guess, yeah, I guess we put out the Wild Cells soundtrack first and um, Gun Club, a bunch of records from those guys, and I did James Chance records. We did mm-hmm. not a hell of a lot. I guess we did, you know, 10, 15 albums and maybe 20, 30 singles over the course of the re- the whole thing. We did Panther mm-hmm. Burns, different different things. Well, I know that you really, I mean, you've pretty much covered it all on the creative field here. I want to ask you, do you do, you do any art, like painting or anything like that? Yeah, sure, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I do drawing and so a little bit of painting sometimes. It's just, you know, I don't, I never concentrated on it so much. I, I, you know, what's interesting that people should know about is a Shepherd Ferry who, I went to the opening in New York, and fortunately, mm-hmm. next night, Chris had a book signing with Shepard. But Shepard designed the book, uh, so people mm-hmm. know yeah, he's very the great book. person. Shepard is And he's you guys awesome. really have a tie, right? You guys have a tie. Yeah, he's just, he, well, he's a great, awesome character. You know, I know he reminds me a little of Andy, the way he works. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. 
Well, you know, um, I want to know from you, like, who was your, when you were younger and you were getting into music, when you first started out getting into music, who really mentored you? Where, where did that really come from? How did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Oh, no, it was just a friend, you know. It wasn't really, it was just our crew from Brooklyn. Everybody got together and was playing all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we started coming into the city, and then it just uh, spilled over there into that, you know. I mean, I, I mean, later, uh, I guess Eric Emerson was a good friend and sort of a mentor, but he was a real crazy guy but uh yeah he was he was instrumental in me me getting into the new york rock scene for sure Mm. wow that's amazing that's 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 very cool so you're so you were mentored by that what about your family um does anybody else is anybody else in music in your family at all no but my mom was a really good painter she was and she was always super supportive she was a really interesting character my father died when i was pretty young but mm-hmm. uh, my mother mother lived to be almost ninety five, and she was wow. a big supporter of us. And she was she was a really great painter. So you're so you paint as well, and it's funny bit, yeah. because you know you mentioned Joni Mitchell. You know Joni paints as well. Yeah, Joni's I mean, her painting, painting, yeah, sure, yeah, unbelievable. And so it's like that's. Like, really interesting how there's so many creative outlets for so many different things. And I know you guys travel a lot, and I'm always seeing Barbara's amazing photography along with yourself and all the different things that you guys are doing. Um, are you uh, planning on doing any kind of, like, um, trip soon where you're going to be going and maybe taking some more photos that we could look forward to seeing? Maybe. I mean, I always have a camera. You know, I like having my cell phone camera, too. I like the iPhone camera. Oh, it's pretty great. Cell phone now, cameras? Too. They're fun, yeah. aren't they? I, when, I, when I finally switched to an iPhone, it was a big deal. It oh, no, me too. Camera was totally. so much It's like you can be out there and you'll, like, see a flower look a certain way. And, I know, and, and you have your camera. Oh, let me take a picture. I think that cameras on phones have really changed it for a lot of people because now you've got, you know, everybody, all the different photos that they take when they're out and they're doing things. And I think yeah. it's really fun because it's kind of like you're taking them along with you. Yeah, You know. sure. So, um, Spence, did you have any questions that you, um, that I didn't cover here that you'd like I to think you covered it really good bring in? Yeah, I think it was really good coverage. Uh, let's Christmas. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, they'll definitely get another book going. I All right. I, I used go. a lot of the I used a lot of those main shots in that book, but I still have a ton of stuff. So, well, I just have to go through it with an editor and figure it all out again. It's negative oh, two. Oh no, Rich. negative two. I don't know what it'll. Negative we'll two would it. be cool. That's yeah, a great name. Negative two. Okay. You know, I want to ask. Yeah. No. You know, was there any period in the book on any of the photos that you were more drawn to? No, not really. I mean, I wish I did a little more street photography in New York. I mean, I have a bunch, but uh, nobody really realized how much the city was going to change, you know, just from from all that destruction. I mean, I never photographed the South Bronx or any, any of that kind of really destroyed stuff, and I wish I did in retrospect now. Mhm. 
and you're in the you're in the city. You're in New York, so but you travel. Yeah. You travel extensively. I know you guys yeah. are out and about all the time. I want to ask you. You have two children, and yeah. I know that you, that your children um, they know what you do. What yeah, do they think they about do. your music? I want I think to. They kind, of, they kind of take it for granted. They're you know my <laughs> little, little, little little kid is. Uh, I don't know, you know, she's like plays Minecraft and stuff and the older one is into like you know, you know, Dan and Phil are, you know, like she's uh-huh. into like YouTube YouTube guys and stuff like that. That's their that's their version of pop culture. But she listens to, you know, she listens to Black Sabbath and stuff too. So uh-huh. you know Wow. That's heavy. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Being a parent and being a musician, I mean you really you really are very I'm sure you can become very protective too because a lot of your own personal life experiences, you probably wouldn't want your children to ever have to see some of the things maybe you've seen in your life. And uh, well, we 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 talk to them about all that stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. to a certain extent, so when they get older, they'll figure it all out, you know. Yeah, it's very important, and being a parent, and then being also involved in the entertainment industry is very. Very, very interesting because it's it's like you go you go and you do that and you come home and you want to protect and you want to be able to put the different things in perspective for your children and for your own life too. Um, so I want to thank you so much for being here today and oh, thanks, doing guys. this yeah, interview thanks. with us. Oh, we love you. Yeah, both of us. Thanks, and, Spencer and Holly. Hey, we yeah, love you and. For everyone listening live, um, if you want to listen to this show again, it will be available on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And, again, this is a pre-recorded show, so you can't call in. (laughs) But (laughs) we would love to hear what you think about this. And, Chris, let's give out – you're on Facebook. I know that's on Facebook. And also there's a web – there's a Facebook also for the book. Um. You can actually go oh, to, which I is do, really I, cool. You know, I really I work hard on my Instagram. Uh, Instagram's and, awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Fun, yeah, that's my name with one S. So I try to put okay. up like one, at least one picture a day. So it's Chris Stein really? with one S. Yeah, I try to. Oh, put a cool! Up every day. Instagram. <laughs> go follow yeah. Chris Stein on Instagram. Yeah, that's I like, great. I like, that. I like it because it's the visual. Aspect of it is cool, yeah. And it's like if you're out, like I said, if you see something and you want to take a picture, you can post it right away to Instagram and you can share something with thousands of people around the world. Well, I never, I will, I promise I'm never going to put up pictures of my lunch, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well. We want to make sure everyone gets the book Negative, Me, Blondie, and the Advent of Punk. It's available on Amazon. It's also on the Blondie website. And, again, um, we want to thank you so much for being here today. And we are going to end the show with um, a song called Rapture. So, um, And, again, it's all the instrumental. And I'd like to know a little bit more about that because I know Rapture was a really huge hit. With you guys, um, tell me about that song. Well, it was it was very much an homage to Chic, as well as the you know rap culture that we just started seeing pretty early on. You know, I think the first rap things I saw were probably like seventy seven or seventy eight. You know, 
So it was pretty mm-hmm. early on, and it was just uh, it was just a very exciting scene, you know. It was going parallel to our music scene downtown, but it didn't, you know, connect. It took a bunch of years for it to, you know, connect the two things. Oh no, absolutely, and it and it was such a huge hit, and it is such a great song still today. I mean, you know, I don't. I think everybody knows. All the, the the rap that Debbie does in the uh, in Rapture, I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. And yeah, so we're going to end with the instrumental to Rapture, and I want to thank Thomas so much for setting this up, and I want to thank Spencer for being here um, and being here and co-hosting this with me. And I know that you have another show that's going to be aired um, that Spencer did. Um, that will be on um, is it Punk Globe magazine? Spend. Well, we we got we got two things coming up. We have a radio show with Nikki Palomino and me on mm-hmm. uh, between November January will be aired, and then we oh, cool. um, Punk Globe magazine also article on Chris. So there's a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, nice. All of us. Yeah. Well, that's so, cool. Then there's a big tie in here. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a beautiful afternoon, and everyone enjoy Rapture. And again, we'll be back again next week. Um, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and the Indie Cafe with Spencer Drake. And thank you. This has been Chris Stein and myself and Spencer. And we want to thank everyone and have a beautiful weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Holly. See you, Chris. See you.